0: It's Sports by the Book at the South Point Studio. Here's Jeff Parles. Welcome in. It's Sports by the Book here at the South Point Studio. Happy to be with you up, Jeff Parles. Uh, no one's in the chair next to me. It's Alex White's off days. You see, I, you know, every time it gets me every time. I I the tear would, would come down uh, if I was hydrated. Oh, look at that. We had those balloons in studio, the smiley face balloons for Alex White's birthday. And as you see right now, the nearest one, he turn, it, turn that frown upside down at some point. There we go. Great work by our guy, Sean, uh, in the back there. Also, as you saw, a very rare appearance in the producer chair, and by rare, just the second one ever for all of the shows we've done. And he's best known on Punchlines for... That great F bomb he dropped at one point. (laughs) It's about that. Everybody's on me on that. Uh, I I don't care, Jerry. Our guy Jerry Trevino. Who, by the way, I just want to say, we have we have a a great team here. The social media posts you see during the week. Wow, I I, I thought that was everyone thought that was going to go some other way. Like,
1: where is this going? No,
0: no, it's no, it's all good. It's all good. We have a great crew, as we know. But Jerry, Jerry. had to listen to me yelling at the televisions on Sunday for the majority of football Sundays this year. So I think that's worthy of a medal of some regard. So you know what actually can you give Jerry the balloon so he can put the uh put the smile into the uh see look at that teamwork. There it is. Look at that. you get the smiley face balloon, Jerry. Yeah, not bad. There we go. I like but it. by the way, Jerry has picks for everyone today. I do, yes. You have so picks I, yes? Yeah let's
2: start with picks. So I have um these Dunlop flow point eight millimeter picks. Um, I like these because they're thick, but they're not too thick. It's very good. It's very oh, good. you're talking about Super Bowl picks.
0: No, well, you know what? Any picks are fine on the show. Oh. Well, these are my picks for today. That's good. I, I The Dunlap picks for our guy, Jerry. And they're both green. What else is the color green? Uh, the grass on the floor? The Come turf? on, Jerry. We're in a casino. What else is green? Oh, money. Yeah, there we go. Money. See? So maybe... Those picks will lead to some other picks that actually lead to some green. See, it's all full circle there. Uh, that was not planned, folks. We did that all on a whim there. All right. <laughs> Today on the show, uh, you know, even, Frank might have appreciated that bit there, Jerry. You might have appreciated that. Franks will be with, Frank will be with us uh, because we, uh, look, we'll tell you how the sausage gets made every once in a while. We did not have time to do a where the Frank is Nicotero this week. We were super busy. We had a Super Bowl planning meeting yesterday. Normally it would be the time where Frank would go shuck oysters or go uh, eat, eat, eat uh, 50 sushi rolls over at uh, Zen Shin in the corner over there. But we didn't have time for that this week. So Frank is going to be in. And we now have officially, it's almost all the way there. We have the seat. My my chair must have fallen down already because I, I normally I hold it there. It's on this, uh, the whole thing's on there. Now we get there of our Super Bowl prop booklet here that Chris and company uh, have put together over the week and, by the time on Football Friday tomorrow, we will have the whole booklet and we will go through every single one of them. And for an hour, everyone, good. And's giving me the thumbs up. I know. I know. Sean actually likes that more than you because he's the one who's been uh, putting them in the computer uh, over the last few days. Uh, Jim Root's with us in about ten minutes. College hoops. He has a, a trio of picks as well. So we got a lot to get to, as always. So starting off real quick, just your your boilerplate. Where's the line right now? We're as Jerry. By the way, Jerry is getting out of here next week. A very, very smart man going on the on a uh, on a previously planned vacation before we knew we needed Jerry around for Super Bowl week. So, get a pass on that. But you are going to the the happiest place on earth. Yes. So in, you'll, you'll in, be a lot happier than
2: than Ann will be this upcoming. This week. this is also true. In my defense, it was my uh, supervisor that picked yeah. that week. Yeah, and I said, oh, yes, okay,
0: you had no choice. Nope. Remember, Jerry is the support employee
2: of the year for the whole property. Hence why I'm going on this. So trip. that's
0: why he's going on an uh, all-exclusively paid vacation Very for the cool. most part.
2: Thank you, South Point. Thank you, yes, Mr. yes
0: thank, thank you, Mr. Gunn, for that, for sure. Thank you. Thank uh, you. But right now, the line on this game uh, on the 11th, or in February, somehow we're in February. By the way, get ready for February 29th. I'm sure Frank will have a party uh, planned for that on the show. Uh, Chiefs, two-point underdogs, 47 and a half the total. Plus 115, the money line behind us. I have not changed my thought process on this. Uh, Actually, plus 115 is the best number out there right now because Chris and company are on a dime line uh, for the money line right now. So plus 115 on Kansas City is the best line you're going to get in the entire legal bookmaking world right now, actually. So I, I would, if you like Kansas City or in Vegas, I think this will shorten by the time the game comes around. Ten days from now, I would be fully inclined to look to Kansas City money line right now. And if we're looking at the traditional sense, I don't like the total. I think the number on the total is right. I know Anne will be will forego the points and just go with the money line. Have you already done? You already did that, didn't you? I forgot. You're, forgot. <laughs> it's okay. We've been busy this week, uh, for sure uh, on that. So uh, we'll uh, we'll have plenty to get through throughout it. We're going to go through the props with Frank. Later as well. Uh, college Hoops tonight, as you heard on punchlines earlier in the day, Matt Nevert and, and I are on two of the same bets which means if that happened, if, they, if those both win good good, uh, good, gravy. My goodness, what a shock that would be. Uh, Appalachian State, by the way, up to six and a half now. I would not advocate a play on the Mountaineers now in Atlanta against a not good Georgia State team. I would not advocate that anymore. Five and a half was fine. Six was fine. Not at six and a half now. Threw that into that uh, Rubicon of three possessions. Uh, Now I would not bother with that. Uh, We also are on Santa Barbara. That's still fine. Matt said he laid three. I don't remember ever seeing three on that game. So three and a half is still good. Four behind us. I'll make it three and a half now on UC Santa Barbara and Cal Davis. Uh, Our guy, Sean, I want to say this real quick. Because we'll hear from Jim Root. On this game in a little bit, we talk about uh, in college basketball home road splits more so than anything when it comes to these conference games. By the way, last night home road split where Northwestern almost went on the road and and pulled what would have been a shocking upset of Purdue. They lost in overtime. Uh, Jerry, you're not a you're not a huge sports fan by any by any account, but 46 free throws for Purdue.
2: Eight free throws for Northwestern. Wow. It's pretty lopsided, isn't it? <laughs> it's, uh, yeah, one team definitely did better than the other team.
0: Yeah, a lot, a lot more free throws. Well, you can argue that. They need <laughs> them all in order to win the game. Chris Collins with a well-earned ejection at the end of that overtime loss for Northwestern. It did cover, though, so it was one of those where dogs do go to die sometimes in overtime. They did not, thankfully, for Northwestern's, <laughs> Northwestern's case. That would have just been an ugly, ugly one if they did not cover. That was the biggest thing from last night that I saw on the college basketball front in the Big Ten. But Nebraska's in action tonight. And Nebraska so far this year at Pinnacle Bank Arena have lost only one time. Creighton smacked them around back in the first Sunday of December. Beat them by 29. Since then, beat Indiana by 16. They beat Purdue by 16. Beat Northwestern by 6. To beat Ohio State by 14. Those are the conference games, not counting struggling with North Dakota, beating Michigan State by seven. And uh, of course, yes, that's a conference game, but December conference game. And uh beating South Carolina State, who's terrible by twenty nine. So you take put you take Nebraska on the road, they're not they're not they're conference road games. Lost by eleven to Minnesota, lost by sixteen to Wisconsin, who they play tonight, lost it in Iowa City by eighteen to Iowa. They lose the Rutgers in overtime, a game they blew. They should have won that game in uh, Piscataway. And a loss by 22 to Maryland. Now they get Wisconsin at home, where Wisconsin's actually had pretty reasonable home road splits in conference. They have the loss at Penn State, not a great loss, but they wanted Minnesota. They wanted Michigan State earlier in the year. They won at Ohio State. I, I think Ohio State's one of the most overrated teams in the whole country. It lose again last night to Illinois pretty comfortably. But this feels like a good bet on Nebraska. Now, I'm looking for the best possible money line price here. It's even money behind us. I'd like to get plus 105 on the Huskers if you can. It's not really available. The best one out there actually is the even money behind us, so you're probably not doing better than that. Uh, maybe Wisconsin gets out to a quick 3-0 lead and you bet a uh, Nebraska endgame. Maybe you go that way. Maybe you go that way. Who knows? Sean's already on Nebraska, though. Uh, no hesitation from our from our guy Sean in the corner on that one. And then the other games that at least I have looked at tonight, like Mastodons, right? We know what Mastodons are, at least. Does anyone know what a Mastodon? You guys want to know what Mastodons are? No. There you go. Look at Sean. See, Sean knows his knows his uh, his prehistoric animals. They are extinct, mastodons, but they do exist at Indiana, Purdue, Fort Wayne. Still, uh, I like this overnight at three. You're now three and a half. I still think you're okay here. Uh, I I'm not. You know the, the weird thing with this mastodon team this year. They played very well in uh, in non-con. And since then, they have struggled. They have not been the same team uh, so far this year. As you look at the way that they have played in conference, they are five and five in conference. All right, that looks pretty good. Before beating Northern Kentucky last Thursday, and what was a pretty significant upset—five straight losses, including uh, a loss mixed in there. At I I IUPUI. Sean, you know what IUPUI stands for? No? Indiana University is good. IUPUI. Indiana University, Purdue University, Indianapolis. There you go. The Jaguars. Because there's a lot of Jaguars running around Indianapolis uh, there, Jerry. Uh, Beat them earlier in the year. They get Milwaukee tonight. Eh, Milwaukee's pretty pedestrian to me. I I thought this line should have come about five. So three and a half I don't think is too bad on that one. Uh, another one that moved against, moved in my favor, Elon and Campbell. A matchup that was actually on in here not too long ago, which I don't know why this that was a national TV game last week, but they played a week ago in North Carolina in Bowie's Creek. And Campbell dominated that second half one by 10. Now the scene shifts to Elon The Phoenix are two-and-a-half-point favorites, and I like Elon in a revenge spot at home against Campbell. Again, these are two bottom teams in the CAA, which is now the Coastal Athletic Association, as opposed to the Colonial Athletic Association in the past. Uh, But, hey, look, we'll see how it all plays out in that one. And then uh, just uh, going through to the late games as well there tonight. The only other one that I thought was reasonable was New Mexico State getting five against Liberty. Uh, what? A never like, never like the over in this game, right? That sounds right. Never like the over in that one. Uh, yeah, I liked over one thirty-six and a half. I like plus five with the Aggies at home, uh, as opposed to just taking the total on that one tonight. Uh, as we uh as we get ready for a college basketball slate, not a full one, but a reasonable one at that on a Thursday. Uh, this week, if we want fun with numbers, real quick. Uh, tomorrow. Barely double digit games tomorrow on the docket. Uh Saturday, not quite as crazy as it was last week, but well over 115 games. Good, good spacing out, guys. Really, really good spacing out these games uh in college hoops. We also get a uh, Purdue and Wisconsin on Sunday, which is actually a really good game uh for Sunday that we will break down right here on Sports by the Book on Sunday morning, which by the way, Sunday this week, only one hour on the show, 8:30 to 9.30, as we gear up for full content in the Super Bowl week here in Las Vegas. We are super excited to bring you all the content we can throughout the city this week. Uh, we hope to have some good guests flying through the studio. Uh, we'll be down where all uh, the media happen to be next week. So uh, we'll have uh, interviews down from there. Uh, Radio Row, a uh, guy, Frank Nicotero, is working on a pretty significant interview. Hopefully we can do that as well next week uh we are waiting on jim root he will be with us in a few moments and you know we'll take a quick break now and uh we'll get ready for our guy jim root on the other side sports by the book south point studio
3: once you've satisfied your hunger get ready for more of the hottest casino games in vegas Our 24-hour 30-table non-smoking poker room proudly hosts all the most popular poker games with a variety of betting limits. Visit the poker room for a schedule of daily tournaments. Whether you're gonna hold them or fold them, the best place for poker is at South Point Casino. You'll notice that our craps tables are usually the loudest in the casino. If you've never played, join one of our free craps lessons to find out what makes this game so exciting. Check with the craps dealer for schedules, and give it a roll. Bingo is also an exciting way to spend your time. We offer seven sessions of bingo every day. Bingo. And each session includes a cash ball jackpot, 12 bingo games, a progressive double action game, and a $10,000 bonus coverall. Electronic units are available. If you haven't played bingo with us, give it a try today. Guests can also get in on the action at our one-of-a-kind race and sports books. two separate rooms designed to maximize your experience and comfort. Our sports book, with over 400 seats, puts you right in the middle of the action, 24 hours a day. The friendly ticket riders are happy to help, and it's conveniently located next to the famous Del Mar Deli, where you'll find supersized portions of delicious deli items like roast beef, pastrami, and Reuben sandwiches, or soups, salads, and pizza plus spectacular desserts fit for a king. And right next door is the Race Book. Over 150 seats, each with its own TV screen. There are 16 interactive player terminals, so you can bet right from your seat.
0: Welcome back in at Sports by the Book here at the South Point studio, I'm Jeff Parles. Jerry Trevino is our producer today. Look at Jerry. Uh, Jerry uh, had his picks before. Very good. It was a great segment. If you missed it earlier, they are yet again his picks. I doubt it. Uh, that's, a, that's a very strong choice of word. I, I thought it was excellent. Personally, I thought <laughs> it was great. Now joining us, one of the weavers of the three-man weave, our guy Jim Root, joins us right now. Jim, uh, before we get into things, uh, the Toilet Bowl is on Saturday in the SEC involving involving our alma mater, uh, where winless Missouri <laughs> goes the winless Vanderbilt on Saturday. Yeah, uh, A far cry from last year's uh, tournament win from a year ago for our Tigers this year.
2: Yeah, it's been brutal. I thought last night maybe hosting Arkansas has kind of been a shell of itself. Some chemistry issues there for the Razorbacks. maybe, hey, this is where the Tigers draw a line in the sand and actually get a win. And instead they got ran off the floor in the first half. They gave up something like, 50 points in the paint. I think maybe even more than that. Bunch of dunks. Uh, I'm a little worried that they have checked out. I know there's some injuries up and down the roster, but it, it does not look good. And if they don't get a win against Vandy, it could be uh, an 0-18 campaign on the horizon, which is ugly compared to what we had last year.
0: I mean, that's uh, that's worse than any Kim Anderson seasons if that happens, which uh, we don't we don't mention that around uh, these parts anymore. So, uh uh, regardless. <laughs> Mad. Uh one other thing from last night that I want to at least uh get your thoughts on uh in the SEC, and then there's one big thing thing I want to get to. Uh, how about the Gators last night? Uh pretty good resolve, down late in the game, find a way, win win the thing, win it in overtime by three. know yeah, that was a really good win for a gator team that looked they to me they had turned the corner, but they still were missing that signature win that would say, okay, they're going to make the tournament as long as they don't implode. They have it now. And this is pretty clearly a tournament team And Kentucky just continues to have no answer on defense.
2: Yeah. I, I think um, anybody that had watched Florida would be like, all right, yeah, pretty good basketball team. I I'd expect them to make the tournament. But then you look at the resume and you'd see no Q1 win and you'd see a bunch of these late game, you know, just couldn't quite get the bucket when they needed it type of uh, situations. And last night completely flipped that script. They're down in the final minutes. They get the huge, huge bucket, on uh, the Walter Clayton pump fake, and he hits the three to tie it. I know there was a lot of controversy about whether Kentucky should have fouled there. I think it was about 12 seconds when Florida had the ball, and by the time he's shooting, it's like six. So that's it's still probably a little early to foul up three, uh, and by the time it goes in, you know, at least Kentucky still had somewhat of a shot to score, and Florida almost got the steal at the end of regulation. Uh, but, yeah, huge, huge win for them. I was going through some bracketology stuff today, and to me, their their profile was so uh, volatile without uh, a Q1 win that it moves them way up the seed line. Uh, they're not really close to the cut line for me anymore. I think there are other bracketology folks that might disagree. But, yeah, I, I think they're looking pretty solid. And then Kentucky, yeah, defensively, not really sure what the deal is. Uh, I think DJ Wagner is arguably their best perimeter defender. I mean, Tierro getting back in there should be helpful, but – uh, they still got gashed yesterday. They were scoring at will, and Florida just kept right up with them. So, yeah, they've they've got to figure that out on the defensive end. I know Matt Norlander from CBS just wrote up recently, like, how much of a problem it is to be a Final Four contender with that level of a defense uh, or that low level of a defense. So, if they're not going to figure it out, even with some of the bigs in there, the way on the blocked shots last night, this might just be what Kentucky is, uh, a great team to watch. Every one of their games is up and down, usually a shootout. But unfortunately, uh, it doesn't seem like the high end ceiling will be there unless the defense comes around.
0: Yeah, no, I, I agree with everything you said there, and it really just does feel like where, all right, they'll put a hundred plus on on a uh, on a fourteen or a thirteen seed, and then when they start playing better teams, they'll they'll lose just because of that, and it's a shame. I love watching them play, but uh, when your defense is, I, I mean, we're talking we're talking a category on Ken Palm for Kentucky defense, where they are 75th in defense. Now, granted, Alabama, who's first in the SEC, is 67th, so not much better. Uh, But uh, again, it's hard to, like you said, and and Norlander wrote it up, like you said, tough to, uh, if you're sub-50, it's tough. Forget sub-70 to to make a run in the NCAA tournament. I want to talk about Purdue real quick, (laughs) because that last night, uh, and, and look, credit to Northwestern here, where... I know Chris Collins' team's metrics aren't great, but every time I watch them, other than that just behind whipping they took in Champaign, which, all right, Illinois is really good, and that flabbergasting loss to Chicago State, other than those two games, they look like a legitimate NCAA tournament team that all the bracketologies have them as a a 10, now have them as about a 7. I, I, they're a tough out. I, again, I uh, credit to Purdue for winning the game and credit to Northwestern for saying it. I thought they told me more about Northwestern than it did Purdue, in all honesty, where this is one of those rare teams that's getting undersold where they were uh, one bounce of boo-boo shot at the end of regulation despite all the free throw disparity from going into, going into West Lafayette and winning, Jim.
2: Yeah, a couple, like you said, a really outlier bad results. I think you're skewing metrics a little bit, which leads to them being undervalued. I mean, you gotta throw out the records in the city of Chicago when Chicago State and Northwestern are battling for supremacy. So yeah, they, they they took that loss there and then the the spanking in Illinois without Shane, and I think that was just kind of a weird one off game that uh, you know, usually, if you've got outliers on both ends, you kind of throw them out and, and judge them on the middle portion of their, their resume. It, they also just seem to match up well against Purdue and game plan really well against Purdue. They've got three centers that they just kind of hurl at Edie, and they're willing to go through the 15 fouls that they can provide there. They double team him well. They force the ball out of his hands, force other guys to make shots. And for a while last night, that wasn't really happening. You know, about 10 minutes left, I think Northwestern was at. Uh, like 62% from three and Purdue was down around, you know, 30 and that started to even out later uh, that Purdue hit a couple big shots. Northwestern missed a couple down the stretch in overtime that they had been making, but they've got a big time creator in boo-boo. So you go to the postseason, and you're like, I know this guy can score if it comes down to it. Uh, and then you, you, you know, the defense hasn't been good in league play, but uh, against a team like Purdue, they at least kind of schemed it out where they made the ba- uh, the baskets difficult. For most of the game and yeah and i think the big controversy around that game is the the free throw margin and perhaps 46 to 8 is a little extreme but <laughs> when you look at how the teams play i'm not like and watching what i did i there are only like a call here or there that were egregious I, I didn't think it was some giant uh behind the scenes scheme to get purdue the victory and that's a credit to Northwestern, though, By battling through a, a, a differential like that. They're knocking down enough shots. They're not turning the ball over. That's one thing this team does really, really well. And in a hostile environment like Mackey Arena against a team seeking revenge for their first loss of the year, I, I, I was impressed with Northwestern, too. They held up really, really well, and their guards are just rock solid.
0: They, they, look, Bowie is Bowie's awesome. I, there's no other word for for describing him. and. Uh, Jim, I, I will say this: there are teams down the line, when the bracket is revealed in six weeks. How about that? Six weeks. Uh, that that there will be Northwestern if they're on the seven line, or if they're even on the six line. That's going to be like, all right, give me the crappy two, and I'm going to be taking them in the round of thirty-two against them. Like that's that that's really what I'm, I'm eyeballing with them, and and for Purdue again, like well, Purdue's clearly one of the four best teams in the country. I don't think anyone anyone who's watched them this year can argue that at this point.
2: No, yeah, I, I'm sure, you know, if you want to th- kind of throw stones at their postseason sure. resume and stylings where it's like, all right, is it, it, playing through a center going to work? Is Edie going to get that kind of calls with this when it's not Big Ten referees? I, I, I get that, but... The resume is unimpeachable with the teams they've beaten, where they've beaten them. Uh, yeah, it's, it's a clear one seed, probably the top overall seed right now. And Just just circling back to Northwestern quick, I hope we get the same thing we get last year where they're in a 7-10 game against one of those Mountain West teams that can't win a tournament game. Uh, they took down Boise. Uh, it wasn't an easy cover, I will say, but Northwestern kind of controlled most of that game. And it, you give me that in a first-round game against the Mountain West team, and I will be betting those, those Wildcats again.
0: Before we get to tonight's games that you have plays on, UConn, nine straight wins. Uh, they beat Providence last night. Uh, they get the big matchup at MSG on Saturday, where I'm sure Patino would have liked to have moved that game to Carnesecca, But, hey, doesn't get his wish on that. Uh, but, you know, it's it's amazing where UConn, remember last year, Jim, and you, and you know this, Graydon Noncon looked pretty average and just honestly stupid in in Big East play at the beginning of the year. And then, of course, steamrolled through everyone, winning the national title without a double, without a game in single digits. Uh, Jim, I think this team is better personally. Maybe the the, the field is a, the field's a little bit different this year. Maybe the Big East is not as strong as it was a year ago, which I think is true. But this team is, for regular season wise, this team is way more dominant this year than they were a year ago. Now, does that mean they're going to repeat? Of course not. It's the NCAA tournament; anything can happen. But I would. I have one. I have a twelve to one on UConn in my pocket, and I feel really, really good about that right now, Jim.
2: Yeah, it's fantastic. They're one of the few teams I don't have in my way too large portfolio of, of NCAA tournament futures, and I'm I'm not happy that I don't have it in there because I think they are built for postseason success. They've got a bunch of different guys that can handle the ball like with newton and the emergence of castle you've got two bigger guards that can drive and and handle uh, against smaller defenders you've got big time shooters in caravan and spencer that have to be guarded as soon as they walk in the gym you have got a two-headed beast at center with clinging back and now samson johnson which is what they had last year like you can kind of see the stylings of last season's dominance on this group and it's not exactly the same but uh, like you said, some things they've been better. Like in Big East play, uh, the familiar foes found ways to kind of confound them with doubling off of Andre Jackson, and eventually UConn obviously solved that, winning every uh, NCAA tournament game by double digits. But uh, I don't know if this one, this particular UConn team, has a clear like game plan. Like if I was preparing one against them, I don't know exactly what I'd do, uh, and I was generally fairly impressed with them last night because Providence all season – before and after the Hopkins injury has been a cockroach. They just don't go away mm-hmm. in games. I got down 18 at Creighton and came all the way back in that one, uh, made it close. So just keeping them at arm's length as they did last night, never really letting it get to a tie game or, or concede the lead, it's just kind of another feather in their cap of, of UConn is right at the top of the country. And I'm sure everybody, if you ask you know, a, a casual bystander, you think Purdue or UConn is going to go farther, you're getting like 90% UConn answers there. Well, I wouldn't be shocked if they play each other for the national championship, to be honest with you, Jim. Sign me, up. Not,
0: sign sign, me up for sign, that. I mean <laughs> clinging against uh against uh Edie, that's pretty good. <laughs> that would be a pretty good uh yeah. big guy matchup if we were to get that in a national title game. Uh well, again, hopefully it'd be better than the last one we had in Phoenix because that was ref that was ref ball, that Gonzaga, North Carolina final, uh uh however many years ago that was
2: now. Uh Gonzaga 50-1 to one in that game, Jeff. Gonzaga 50-1 oh, no. to one to win the title. Didn't I was, get there. I was still,
0: I was still in <laughs> Columbia, Missouri at that point as uh, working for KTGR. So that had to be, what was that, 2017? Right? Yes, that sir. That sounds right. Well, yeah, great okay. memory. Yeah, oh, yeah. All right. It, was, it was either 17 or 18, but it wasn't a poor, it was not a, yeah, I don't think it was even, Michael Porter Jr. is even on the radar yet. So uh, that's part of the reason I went with 2017 on that. All right, Jim, let's go to tonight. Nebraska ball. Let's start there. What a juggernaut they've been at home this year. Uh, other than that beating they took from Creighton and Noncon, they have been magnificent in conference play at home. They welcome in Wisconsin where I really, I, in a statement I no, normally never say, I really like this Wisconsin team this year. They actually play a, a style that I think actually can work in March for the first time with Greg Gard as their coach. Of course, obviously, Bo Ryan getting them to a title game. Uh, Right now it's either one and one and a half. uh, Nebraska's a home dog tonight. Uh, I'm looking at the home dog. Are you there with me
2: tonight? I am joining you. And I say that with uh, some caution because like you, Wisconsin has, they've exceeded my expectations this year. I keep kind of waiting for the shoe to drop a little bit and it's just not going to, I need to get that through my head. They're, they're very, very good team. They've got an offense this year that produces great shots. However, they're going into the Lions' Den tonight. Pinnacle Bank Arena, like you said, Nebraska's been terrific there 10 and four against the spread, covering by an average of three per game. And that's kind of been a theme in the Big Ten. Big Ten home teams in league play are 38 and 28. Uh, so profitable. Obviously, Purdue didn't get there last night, but uh, it's a pretty good uh, read to have if you're with a Big Ten home team. I think you have to feel solid about it. Nebraska shot the ball better at home. Jawan Gary might play a big defensive wing. I think he gives them another piece to throw at store, to throw at Blackwell, to throw at Tyler wall. He's versatile. Uh, And you add in the shooting and the emotion and the, just the environment that that, that place gets. I'm with you. I'm riding with the home team here, Nebraska plus one and a half.
0: Now to some games that may not be as interesting to regular viewers, but are interesting to us, Jim, Eastern Washington and Montana state. There you go. What a, what a matchup in the big sky tonight. Uh, there in Bozeman, uh, you know, I kind of expected Montana State to go a little backwards with Danny Sprinkle going to Utah State. That made a whole lot of sense. Eastern Washington, uh, David Riley has done a really good job there in Cheney. Nine straight wins uh, tonight. They are four-point favorites on the road with a total now of 151 in this game.
2: Yeah, we're going with the, the road favorite in this game. Eastern Washington going to lay the four. I, this team is just had, It's hard for analytics to value them because in the non-conference, they basically played a SWAC schedule. They were going all over the country to power conference teams, Cincinnati, down to Mississippi. They played on the road at, I think, four different Pac-12 teams just kind of bouncing around. It was jarring to look at, and, and I think that got them undervalued, and they did have to turn over a lot of the roster trying to figure out what their lineup was going to be this year, and they've hit their stride. Uh, they, like you said, they've won nine straight. They're covering a bunch in league play. They're 6-1 and against the spread, covering by an average of 10 per game. Covering by an average of 10. So they have been dominant. I'm going to continue riding that. I think they remain pretty undervalued. Like you said, Montana State, not quite the same as they were last year. So just keep rolling with the Eagles for now until the books really catch up and uh, value this team correctly. I don't think they're there yet. And then the uh, last one on the board for
0: us tonight, Jim, Jacksonville State at UTEP. 130 is the total on this one. UTEP a three and a half point favorites against the Gamecocks in this one.
2: Yeah, I will say I tried to find some more commercially appealing <laughs> that's on the board tonight, but there's not a lot of uh, not a lot of big conferences playing tonight. A lot might happen Tuesday, Thursday, or Tuesday, Wednesday. And they're saving up for Saturday. But yeah, going under here between Jacksonville State and UTEP, uh, per Ken Pond, two top 100 defenses and two bottom 100 offenses. So I, I like that just from the start. Uh, And and really, UTEP has had a couple games go over, but they are a pace taker. That's what we like to call them. They will play at the pace of their opponent. They'll play slow if you want to. They'll get up in a track meet like they did with Western Kentucky. But Jacksonville State wants to play slow. They're a grinder, stay in the half court. Uh, It's probably going to be really sloppy because both teams do not take care of the ball, bottom 30 in the country in turnover rates. So I don't think the efficiency will be there given the strength of the defenses. And as long as UTEP doesn't find a way to turn this, uh, this pace up, against slow, slow Jacksonville State, I think we stay under based on both pace and efficiency there. So under 130 in that
0: one. Jim, before we let you go, game this weekend, whether it's Saturday, and I'm going to throw Sunday in there because Purdue's playing Wisconsin on Sunday, which game are you looking at the most, potentially from just a watchability standpoint or a betting perspective? Of course, we don't
2: have lines yet. You know, I watchability. Like, hey, we talk Kentucky, man. You, you put them in a big game. I'm excited about it. And they got Tennessee this weekend. And Tennessee's actually willing to run this year. Obviously, they can score with Connect. That's going to be, I think, the most must watch game. Uh, under the radar, a little bit. I will be boots on the ground at the Missouri Valley Showdown of Drake at Indiana State. Ah, Two there we teams go. that are. Yeah, top 50 in Ken Palm, sitting atop those standings. Indiana State, you can make a real strong case. They have a better at large profile than Gonzaga right now. So uh, they are kind of knocking on the door potentially getting in the dance they get this one and can win out towards the end of the year uh maybe losing the missouri valley title game you might see two missouri valley teams in the uh the ncaa tournament so those are two that i think from a watchability standpoint are terrific uh i haven't gotten a perfect beat on a uh on a bet to make i'm trying to think i probably will fade uh central michigan because their starting point guard got hurt this week He's been kind of an all-conference star for them. The Tulsa transfer, I think you take him out and they, they could crash down to earth. I don't even have the line or the opponent. Uh, that's a good tip for people to keep, on, keep an eye on if, if Anthony Pritchard is the name, if he remains out. Jim, one last question before we let you go because I saw this hypothetical
0: online and I'm curious your thoughts. McNeese State with our guy Will Wade of all guys goes 29-2 and two in the regular season, which is totally in play. They're way better than everyone else in that league, and they won that ridiculous game at Corpus Christi a few weeks ago. They go
2: 29-2 and don't win the Southland Conference. Are they in? Uh, my heart says yes. My brain says I got to look at it a little bit. Uh, I, I will confess that this is this is the craziest team in my portfolio of national title futures. Oh, I go. have them <laughs> like, 10, like $10 to win 30000 or something like that. I, I can't remember exactly what it is, uh, but I want them in. Any way we can get my McNeese State Cowboys in, it's going to be a really tough sell to have a, a two-team Southland because you're not picking up any Q2 or even Q1 wins in that entire conference slate. But they did really good work in the non-con, uh, at least the big games that they did play. Uh, they played a couple of non-D1 schlubs, including, I think, the Mississippi University for Women or something like that. Uh, so I hope they get in. I can see them getting left out because some of the, the games that they played in the non-con. He's
0: Jim Rude? Again, one of the Weavers' second chance points on the tweets. Three man weave. Uh, of course, you guys are you guys are going uh, every Saturday, previewing the big cards as well, uh, daily as well. Check them out, uh, Kai and Matt also with Jim doing great work as always. Jim, pleasure. We'll see you next time.
2: Yep. Yeah. Yeah, thanks for having me. Yeah, eleven Eastern on Saturdays. That's uh, our our YouTube show. Uh, we go through basically everything we can. So, so check that out if you can.
0: So check that out and then tune into us uh, as we uh, roll into that slate as well. Jim, thanks, buddy. Cheers. Thanks for having me. We're going to take a quick break and uh, we will figure out where the Frank is Nicotero. We won't actually figure it out because he's going to be in studio. It's going to be easy for us today. That's next sports by the book.
3: We have 11 amazing restaurants featuring a wide variety for every price range and appetite. South points garden buffet has something for everyone at unbeatable prices. Or if hunger strikes in the middle of the night, join us at Coronado cafe. The American menu offers breakfast, lunch, or dinner, 24 hours a day, plus a Chinese kitchen for authentic Chinese dishes from 11 a.m. to 11 p.m. From steak and eggs to wonton soup, it's fast and friendly service, 24-7. When you need a quick pick-me-up, you can find it at our state-of-the-art Starbucks just inside the main South Point entrance. Order ahead with the Starbucks app for easy mobile order pickups, or enjoy your favorites in the relaxing dining area anytime, day or night. If you love Mexican food, Baja Miguel's has all of your South of the Border favorites. There are dozens of classics to choose from, like fajitas, ceviche, chimichangas, tacos, and more. And for spirit lovers, Baja's colorful, non-smoking tequila bar is right outside. Or maybe you're in the mood for seafood. Big Sur Oyster Bar has fresh seafood prepared right before your eyes. Savor freshly shucked oysters, crab legs jambalaya, shrimp and lobster, beers on tap and a selection of fine wines are perfect to pair with your seafood favorite. Whether lunch or dinner, you'll love this fun atmosphere, located just off the casino floor. Ready to shake things up? Step back in time and treat yourself to one of the oldest restaurant chains in the country. Steak and Shake, famous for original mouthwatering steak burgers and hand-dipped milkshakes in a variety of flavors. For some old-fashioned fun, try Steak and Shake.
0: Welcome back in at Sports by the Book. About 20 minutes to go here. Yes. Frank Nicotero's here. This is Most where of I punch am. the Here I am. You're here. You made it. <laughs> yeah. You made it. By the way, you missed a b- our, our bit earlier with Jerry, which I think was actually comedic for one.
1: I missed it. What was it? Damn it. Well, I asked Jerry if he had any picks. Yeah. And Jerry has picks. Is Oregon playing? Puddles? Is Puddles playing? No. No, no, has- no. I, I, do, I have picks. <laughs> what are your picks? I have real picks. What
2: are his picks? Um, these are Dunlop, Flow. um... <laughs> 0.88 millimeter so guitar picks. The like old that. guitar picks, you I know? You
1: like I expect a joke like that from Ryan, a dad joke like Ryan McCormick when he comes back, right? Well, that's oh, excellent. Are. Are, are they famous picks? or Because I have oh, two yeah. famous picks. Well, I
2: use them, so.
1: Well, you use them, so they're yeah. famous. I have one from the Dixie Chicks that Ooh. I caught at a show. Oh, you do? I do, and Cheap Trick, Rick Nielsen, so I have, I have two. Very nice. That's and really Rick cool. Nielsen, the backstory on that, he's from Rockford, Illinois, where Cheap Trick's from. My grandmother used to babysit Rick Nielsen as a small boy and worked in his parents' music store. So I bumped into him at Logan Airport at the Burger King. We were both going for soft drinks. It's like, oh my God, Rick Nielsen. I'm like, I'm Esther Giesinger's grandson. He's like, Oh, I was Esther. This is before camera phone, so I didn't get a picture. But uh nice joke, Jerry. I like it. And Jerry, I'm sorry I'm gonna I'm gonna violate the uh, punchlines rule for today. I might possibly mention my hometown coming Just,
0: up. it's not punchlines. You can get away with it. Uh, All
1: right, I said Jerry, you can't pull the mark. You, can,
0: you can't do it. Can well say- the reason I was gonna bring it
1: up is today is February first, yeah, and sure Sean is. also pointed out to me that today is the day. Of the two greatest plays in Super Bowl history. It's the anniversary. 15 years ago today, the Steelers beat Arizona. We have James Harrison's touchdown return right before halftime on the last play where Larry Fitzgerald almost came from out of bounds to tackle him. Uh, but he didn't. He was in. It was a touchdown. And then, of course, Antonio Holmes catching the corner. And I was at that game in Tampa Bay. It's the only Super Bowl you were. Ever. I was there. Wow. And I got a ticket. I went down without a ticket. And here's a funny story. So uh, I get there. I don't have a ticket. Uh, but I'm going to go. And I cashed in my miles on, uh, oh God, I think it was American. I can't remember. So I, 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 so I flew first class for free. So I f- flew first class. My friend got the room, which is where the Arizona players are staying, which was a really nice hotel. So two nights before the Super Bowl, I'm hanging out with, I'm going to name drop. I was hanging out with a friend of a friend, Nick Lachey, who's a big football fan, and goes to the Super Bowl. I heard
0: of that name before.
1: Right. He's a very successful singer. So, we're down in Florida, and he's really good friends with Jimmy Johnson, the NASCAR driver, not the coach. Not,
0: so the NASCAR driver, okay,
1: NASCAR driver, who at the time was winning every race, I mean, dominant, dominant, dominant. At that time. So we're at a party, and we end up going. Jimmy has a, a a yacht or a boat off the coast, docked in Tampa Bay. So we go there, and the next day, it's uh, we go there. It's me and and Nick and my friend Mike and and Jimmy Johnson and some other, and there were some girls there, some friends of Jimmy's or whatever. Maybe his wife. I can't remember. Anyway, I mean, if he was married, it was his wife. <laughs> anyway, the next, time, the next day, in like the tabloids, it's like Nick Lachey seen with strange Women, Jimmy John strange Women, and, me, and I was there. <laughs> so there were pictures of people on this boat. And I'm like, Whoo. and it was, it was nothing salacious whatsoever. But I made the, uh, the, the gossip column the next day. It was nothing. They acted like there was some
0: congratulations. Party. I, I know. I mean, what a weekend. We just on the, yacht the to drink. Bowl. You're you're named as an unknown party at a
1: big Correct. time party, at Jimmy mean, it's, Johnson's. That's yeah, great.
0: And we stayed. At, you know,
1: it was the greatest Super Bowl I saw my team win. And then afterwards, in the hotel, all the hotel we were staying in, all the Florida or uh, all the Arizona family members were there. And Larry Fitzgerald came walking in, and he went to Pitt, and I just say, "Hey, man, nice game, Larry." And He went, "Thanks, man." And he talked to us for a second, like we didn't have to. I mean, he just lost the biggest game of his life, but that was uh, that happened on this day in two thousand nine. Super Bowl 43, I guess. You know
0: yeah. what? The odds are Larry Fitzgerald will be here in some capacity this week. Maybe we have to find a way to link you two up.
1: I'm telling Well, you know, he was. Uh, he went to Pitt. Uh, I saw him play at Pitt. where he. All, I think he was second in the Heisman. He was second or third. Uh,
0: he, he was just uh, second or third. I don't I remember. I think second or but, third. He was a but monster. I mean, he's top Pitt. five. I mean, he's one of the yeah. best wide receivers to ever play the game.
1: Absolutely. And dominant. So uh, that was cool. And then also in this Dayton history... Uh, 20 years ago on February 1st, uh, Janet Jackson, Justin Timberlake halftime show where uh, we had a wardrobe malfunction.
0: Is that 20 years ago now? 20
1: years ago today. Where
0: the, where the FCC got basically... They find
1: CBS. The, was it CBS? It was CBS. Yeah.
0: The FCC. <laughs> Uh, every time I say the FCC, I think of the Peter Griffin song. Uh, I,
1: that, and I also hear Eminem. The FCC won't bother me. Caden uh, mm, yeah, uh, Eminem's a rapper. He's like, oh, he was bobbing his head. So, he's, oh, you know, he was like, oh, this looks like a job for me Yeah, and everybody. Mm. Okay, anyway. If the Lions were here, we could probably get Eminem this week, too. But the <laughs> yeah, Lions, probably. unfortunately. But, yeah, not. the FCC Peter Griffin song, of course.
0: No, that's the, one of the one of the classic Family moments guys the in best. history of that show, uh, That that whole thing.
1: Uh, but anyway, yeah. so two anniversaries on February first, both Super Bowl related. Thought I'd share with
0: no, you. That's good. That's very
1: good. Pretty exciting.
0: So, Frank, first off, I, we we discovered something that's yes. very important for after the Super Bowl. We discovered it. What's that? And we got to give Ryan McCormick, who apparently you're going to be the godfather of the child. <laughs> I, as you said. Right. I'm
1: still choked up, Ryan, yeah, if yeah. you're watching still. I've only known you since October, but I can't believe I'm so honored to be the godfather. You should be; it's a a (laughs) tremendous
0: honor. Uh, We'll have to get you a suit, also. (laughs) I can't wear. Your your, your episode after the Super Bowl on the Monday after this episode, eighty-seven.
1: It's eighty-seven. We're
0: gonna try to at least get a moment on Monday where it's total anarchy on Monday. To be honest with with everyone, Monday is the opening night. All the players have their press conferences out on the f- out on right. the field of the field at Legion Stadium. We'll be there. Yeah, uh, it's going to be total anarchy. But if we can get you with Travis Kelsey, even for about ten seconds, yeah, it will be very important for episode eighty seven. It would be. And I'll tell you what.
1: I this is uh, hot off the presses. I'm talking with Mike Simon tomorrow. It's Travis Kelsey, Demar Hamlin, a couple other NFL players. That it's their agent. So I'm talking with Mike, and Mike will be a guest. I I, I hope on punchlines on Tuesday. He's in Vegas. he doesn't get until town, uh, town till Sunday. So I think he's going to be a guest. That way I can kind of start the wheels in motion about Travis Kelsey and maybe getting five minutes somewhere isolated with Travis Kelsey. So we're going to work on that. And, and if they're watching now, I've already said this. Travis Kelsey, I can get you plus one free buffet at South Point. Just so dangling may, the carrot.
0: You know, you know Taylor's going to be in Tokyo. until I, like she he can he, make it. Less than 24 hours. I figure right
1: before kickoff, if they want a nice meal, they can come down here.
0: Oh, that Saturday night buffet is good. Every buffet is good. Every but buffet that Saturday I've had. night buffet is especially good. I haven't had
1: the set. Oh, oh, I haven't done that Oh, I haven't done that yet. Well, Tri-
0: oh, yeah. I, mean, I, mean, no no I mean, Jason could probably have 50. Oh, that would be a great Could hurt our problem. business. Yeah, right. yeah, <laughs> he could, yeah.
1: He could hurt the buffet business. They might be like, uh, no more, no more. Uh,
0: that would be very, you know, that's actually going to, now my brain is, see, this is how, I love when you and I just talk about yeah. free flowing and there's really <laughs> no plan. We end up on craziness like this uh, where I, if I were, if I were to, if we were to run into Jason Kelsey next yeah. week, wouldn't I be required to ask Jason Kelsey to basically do like a, like, Get him a beer, <laughs> yeah. go shirtless, I think chug needs, the beer I with think him, I think he needs more there. than
1: one beer. He's a big we'll guy. we'll chug three beers yeah, then. I feel like I'll, it's,
0: be, I'll be on the floor. He'll be, yeah. he'll be totally it's fine. It's like a
1: Wade Boggs flying across the country, the the rumor where he drank 110 well, that's, beers.
0: That also produced the greatest, always sunny episode it's a great, great sunny
1: episode. <laughs> the second one where they do it with just the D and her friends. Not as good. But yeah, uh, <laughs> I feel like Jason Kelsey could probably, he could probably put away a 12-pack, no problem.
0: Uh, easily. Yeah.
1: Easily. I think you could do it. Easily. I'll take a few off his hands. We'll make it a, we'll make, it, make it a whole thing. Yeah. Uh, so you have the prop booklet in front I of do. you. I do. And the one I circled this morning, and again, it's very, very unlike me, but I do feel like it's going to be a run heavy game. I think Kansas city with Pacheco, uh, I almost called him Ferdy Pacheco, the fight doctor. Yeah, not quite. What's that? Uh, the rotation number is 327, 3275. I wasn't even close. Thirty-two seventy-five. <laughs> thirty-two seventy-five
0: is the rotation. said what did I say? I don't I, I, did
1: the, I, I did the same thing earlier. It's okay. It's three two, seven five. Franco Harris, Joe Green, thirty-two seventy-five. If we're doing jersey oh, numbers. Of course. Very there good. you Pittsburgh. go. Pittsburgh. There's another Steeler reference, Jerry. I'm sorry. But anyway, uh Patrick Mahomes pass attempts right now is thirty-six and a half. I feel that's high. I think this is going to be a game, by the way, Matt Neverett was saying uh, he would actually, he's thinking about doing uh, uh, a scoreless quarter bet that he feels like one of the quarters could go scoreless, which I don't okay. know about that, but, you know, it might be something to get. Well, you would really need the first quarter to go scoreless. That's usually what. Usually the adrenaline's You know the
0: Patriots, the Patriots, remember this with the Patriots.
1: They're in the game? They're playing?
0: No, they're not. <laughs> the Patriots dynasty, they never scored a touchdown in the first quarter. Is that right? In the Super Bowl.
1: Wow, still the most boring Super Bowl of all time—the one against the Rams. Yeah, there. we don't need to
0: mention. that. I one. know, right? That That's was the first one. Idea. That was the first one out here that I like was a Vegas resident, for. right? And I was so excited. I get the Super Bowl bet all the proud. Yeah, the worst game. Of
1: all worst game ever. I had the Rams, the over. Yeah, it wasn't good. They scored three points.
0: Uh, but yeah,
1: I didn't know that they never scored a touchdown in the first quarter.
0: Wow, man.
1: Well, you know the waxing moon or the waning moon is nineteen we're, and one. We're not, every- <laughs> we're not doing that
0: again. We're not doing that again. Put it up, man. No, I, I, don't, I don't. I don't care about our lunar modules here. There it is. Of course, I can't even well, see it's it. It's not
1: up. It's hard to read. It's I can't, a, even, a, can't
0: even read it. What is it? A, 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 a I can't even read it either. Waxing crescent. Yeah. Is that correct? Is that man? what it says? Or is it yeah. a waning crescent? <laughs> no. What does it say on the tweet? It does say waxing. Waxing okay. Okay. crescent. Waxing is building Can, up. Waning is, is going Kansas away. Kansas
1: City's like nineteen and one with a waxing crescent. Is that what it says, Sean? I I can't read that. Jake
0: Kudo on a tweet on that. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, I I care as much as Vinny cared.
1: Yeah, I know. I know Vinny's just, uh, he hates the whole thing. Yeah. But uh, yeah, I mean, looking at the props, I mean, you know, uh, we had joked about, and I've seen it go around, I don't know, by Sam Darnold as the MVP of the game. Uh, it was two hundred. Yeah, like, I well, but I mean, you got to prepare for these things. It's a fun bet to have. Well, that's I don't want to root for an injury, but well, you we never don't know. root for injuries. No, never, but, especially Brock Purdy. I But love I it.
0: will say again. Remember, we did the. We talked about this with with you and I earlier. If I can find the number, that would be really great. See, this is this is the problem with not circling the bet. I like. Right, that's why it I 3127, three mine. one three one two seven three one two eight on your cards. Okay. Of. Total number of players to have a completion in the game. You and I discussed this beforehand. Jason Weingarten brought this up yesterday with us as well, where you're not saving the trick plays for next year. Yeah, right. <laughs> Get them out. You're doing them now. And it's plus 175 over two and a half. Like, you tell me Travis Kelsey isn't going to throw a pass? Yeah. Blake yeah. Bell isn't going to throw a pass? Yeah. Noah Gray threw one in the Super Bowl a few years ago.
1: I still think the flea flicker is the most underused trick play. And I know well, you need but that. Time. The, the, the lateral doesn't you need count the as a pass, though, Frank. No, but I mean, but still, but, it, but it's a trick play, a flea flicker, no? I guess so. Yeah. I love that play. I just, in general, I'm just not even talking about the Super Bowl. I just feel like it's an underutilized play. And to me, it's one of the most exciting plays because the crowd goes nuts. Running back, right, he goes into the line, turns around and flips it back. And the anticipation when you're watching at home is, well, somebody's somebody's wide open because on flea flickers, usually you want to see that guy fifteen yards open. Doesn't happen all the
0: time, but when it does, it's a beautiful thing. Can we get a what, one half of a free flea flicker completed? Maybe, maybe that. Yes. Well, that would also we would have to go into the rules of what constitutes a flea flicker. I know, I right? Exactly. The but whole. yeah,
1: there's a lot, and then of course Chris is going to have uh, Chris Andrews
0: here at the spot. He's going to have a ton more props tomorrow. How about this, Frank? Three one two nine. Uh, oh, plus two ten. I guess we're betting it now. Now we're to rub the plus two ten on the over on the uh, over two and a half. See, I'm playing, I'm taking a, a page out of your book. Was Chris Andrew's yes. Uh over? Yes. Over. There you go. Yeah. Not, I tell you, I just... well, when you're with the someone sub- else is throwing a pass.
1: When you're at a Super Bowl party and you're with friends and you're having a few beverages. You want to bet you want overs, right? You Why want overs. Look. We're, then, they for...
0: look. were. look where they were, we're square for a reason, Frank.
1: But it would be really weird for me, and I will, I'm going to bet this Patrick Mahomes under passing attempts. So I'm going to cheer every handoff, I guess. <laughs> That's what you do when you bet under, under pass attempts by Mahomes at 36 and a half. So when he hands it off, you're like, yes. And then if it's a run for a loss, people are like, oh, you're in for the Niners. You're like,
0: nope. <laughs> it's just root for no passing by Patrick Mahomes. Oh, man. How about this one, Frank? Distance of the first touchdown scored in the game. 3-1-3-7. Three, three, Don't worry, I was getting to it, Sean. <laughs> seven and a half yards right now on this. Right.
1: Coin flip both sides. I might take the under on that because you feel like a PI, right? And the running,
0: pushing it in from the one. I kind of like, like the under two. Yeah. Because it's this of, is two unders for me, this, possibly. This feels like, well, you know what? It's kind of a handicap on who you think is going to score first, Right. Right even though it's not your old-school Patrick Mahomes-Kansas City big-play touchdown
1: Right. right. you're
0: probably expecting, all right, the Niners in this game would be more so to just grind it out with McCaffrey on the ground. He was like a four-yard touchdown run on the the first touchdown and going from there. I feel like Kansas City would be more likely to have a long touchdown, but as we saw in the AFC title game where they just grinded the heck out of Baltimore in the first two drives and got short touchdowns, Shorter touchdowns uh on on that uh on right. the, at least on the second drive. First yeah. drive would have went over that seven and a half.
1: Right. I like under seven and a half. I thought, yeah, I, I do. I might see him all year I go over, so I might I gotta reverse it on, on the Super Bowl. I go unders.
0: So you're you're Chris is always a fan of putting this one up. I know this. The game will be tied after 0-0. Now remember, this is 3-1-4-5, Sean. Game is not considered tied after the pat or the two point conversion i don't know which way i would go on a coin flip on this one that's what the disclaimer says game is not considered tied until after the pat or the two point conversion so like if you right. get so let's say the niners go down right kick it, score a score touchdown sure miss the pat if the chiefs go down score a touchdown but butker makes the pat that doesn't count, correct? But if Butker went down and somehow missed the PAT, right, I'm going with the kickers. Have no idea how to yeah. kick in this game, obviously. <laughs> then that would count after six.
1: I like the tie. I say yes, and that's and by the way, that's well, that's one ten both ways, right? Yeah, you would go that there is a tie. Yeah, I think so. It's a Super Bowl. Okay, two good teams. I mean, with a line this I low, don't know if it's two good teams, right? With the line this low, though, I mean, if it was like a fourteen point spread, like if it was an old Niners versus the Chargers Super Bowl. You would think, no, it's not going to be a tie. Oh, sorry. I know Ann's a Charger fan. I'm sorry, And but Anne. Uh, disrespectful. The, I know. Excuse me. With a line this close, you think it's two good teams that are going to play tight. So I would think a tie. I would think that bet is a great bet to say, yes, there will be a tie. And I will bet that. Here's one that I'm probably going to bet.
0: I'm probably going to bet the yes. How I'm- many props, by the way, do you do? That's a great question. Yeah. Depends on the year. Okay, this year My, I don't know yet. Okay, I don't know yet because I usually I'm very I don't bet a lot of overs. Okay, for, for Super Bowl props. Okay, if I bet the Super Bowl props over, I usually bet them by tomorrow. Usually by the Friday before. Right. But betting unders, I'll wait until 20 minutes before game time. Sometime. Yeah. Right. 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 Um, the the mo the the most active Super Bowl I ever had. Yeah. Was the Chief Niner first go around. Uh, the 2019 season, and then the last event before the world shut down because right. of COVID, I had, <laughs> I had I had 26. Oh wow! Which was too many.
1: Well, Kenny White, too Alex many. Alex White's father, Kenny White, yeah. also a sports betting analyst, he said he has about 50. He does about 50 it's a year. Still too much. That's a lot. You got to have a sheet. You got to write. There's a lot of writing down. Well, and keeping yeah, well,
0: actually, you know what? Actually, I'm gonna I'm gonna pull this up real quick. And by the way, while you're doing yeah, for, that, tomorrow for, for last year, Frank. Sorry. Okay. Last year I'll pull it up real quick. You can pull it up that quickly? I have it on a Google Doc. Oh, okay. I'm saying, I was like, Jesus. I have it on a Google. You, I, have, what's I, happening? I have it on a Google Doc of all my initial ones. Okay. Last year I had a list of ones to consider. At one point or another, I did not play all these. Right. I ended up playing last year played twenty one of them. Okay. Last year. Last year was a great Super Bowl because I had the Chiefs to land exactly on thirty eight points. That was pretty good. Are you serious? Yeah. Wow, but, yeah, what did both, that pay? Uh, that was uh, that was forty to one. Oh my god! Yeah, yeah that's pretty good. That's pretty good. That's really my, good. My, my little, uh, of course, but the smallest bet that I'll be right. Of put course, yeah. it, but, but, <laughs> but it hey, still, that's hey, a couple hundred bucks. That's a hell was, of a head, Yeah, uh, the initial list last year of ones that I thought were okay. Yeah. to potentially play and see how they go through the week. I had 81 on the list. <laughs> oh, I can't wait. I now, can't I wait never, to get I was 20. never going to play all 81 of them. Yeah. But to consider 81, list. and then you whittle it down. List. Yeah. Well, Cut it down to twenty two. Listen,
1: if you're a movie fan, it's like the night before the Oscar nominations. That was always a big thing for me. I'd get up. I'd be excited. This is like Christmas tomorrow, right? Where we get the, the thick props. The full, the full booklet? Yeah, the full booklet I mean, of props wait. tomorrow. Yeah. And we will be talking about them tomorrow with... With Chris on the show,
0: every single prop will be done in one fashion or another over the next two weeks. It has to be, right? Will be, yeah. We'll that's a good idea. We yeah.
1: should probably keep track each day. We should do them in chunks, right, Ann? Well,
0: I think that would that would be good in theory, right?
1: Yeah, I, mean, I don't like, know if the
0: theory is as good as yeah. You. I'm
1: more of a jump around guy. Ann's already like Frank. That sounds like a terrible idea. <laughs> she's like, I know you. We'll save it for the show. Ann. <laughs> Those are my famous words when they give me an idea right before the show. Oh, I go, oh yeah, we'll save it for the show. And then the show ends, and she's like, What happened? I'm like. Well, I forgot, Ann. You didn't remind me. <laughs> no fault. coin toss bet for you. Oh, I do the coins. I do fall. I do tails. Never fails. Oh, when right. I was do a kid, really, I always called tails as a kid. I don't know what the trend is on that lately. It's like you know. It's kind of like I wish it was like a roulette table where they posted. You know, I could look at every year <laughs> and Google. I could see the I'm past sure, numbers. I, I,
0: I'm sure we. Well, I'm fun. sure you don't have that in your little Google Doc. not you well, Because I, don't I, I, see I, I never think. You of can that. pull
1: everything up, else. All right,
0: coin toss results. Everything up else. All right, here you go. Fifty-seven Yoda? Super Bowls so far.
1: All right. How many? 57. 57 so far. Nine's fifty-seven located in Pittsburgh.
0: Very, very good. <laughs> very good. 57 of them. This is of course Super Bowl to 58. Okay. 27 heads, 30 tails. That's pretty darn even, all things considered.
1: 30 to 27, huh?
0: Yeah. Tails leading by three. That is. That's a final score. Ready? <laughs> That's the final score of the game. Someone get the
1: get the odds on that tomorrow. 30 27 final. Ooh, that, does, Sean, I'm with you. I like that. The but.
0: longest streak ever for, ever for tails. Oh, you don't have to tell me. No, I actually came recently. <laughs> five? Was it five in a row? It was four. Four. I, I think I Including met Including six out of seven. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Where it started with the Seattle-Denver game. Of course it did. And rolled through 28-3 yeah, for tails. Oh, God. Then the Eagles beat the Patriots, and that was a heads game. Right. And then back-to-back tails after that. Tom Brady had it fixed, that's why. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> there Patriots go. fixed it. We
1: all know why Tails' birth streak was broken. So there you go. Four. <laughs> it actually
0: happened multiple times with Tails four times. Happened multiple times. It's happened like been, as well. Happened as well from the Bucks beating the Raiders back in the early 2000s okay. through the uh the Pittsburgh Steelers uh, beating the Seattle Seahawks in Super Bowl IV. I four. love
1: that game. I love that game, Jerry.
0: Uh and then again in the early the uh John Elway's First of his back. See, I, I love this. See was what that ever, the
1: helicopter hit when he got yes, hit? And the pre-
0: four straight on that. Heads.
1: Atlanta. Heads has had one for Super Bowl streak. Heads is for losers. That's exactly my point. Heads, actually, two four uh, Super crap, Bowl streaks. They did. All right. Two. Yeah.
0: Uh, oh, <laughs> actually, well, What was, it was last year? What was last year? Tails? Tails, tails was tails. last year. Two in a row. Okay. Actually, I made a mistake. Heads actually has the longest streak in my life. Uh, damn it. Five. Starting Good. with Pittsburgh and Arizona.
1: I was at that game. I was there for that game. You it was heads of the game you are halftime went. show Bruce Springsteen. I'd never seen the boss. Boom. Saw Springsteen. Bucket list. Cross it off. Hey, this
0: look, year, Usher. Nothing says Usher. Can you
1: name over one and a half Usher songs? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Come on. What's another one? Give us one more.
0: I see. I don't know. Uh, do that, that was it. <laughs> My boo. That's right. I, I was good. I was uh I was gonna make it I was gonna make a joke uh earlier. Uh, and just totally mess up. I, I, for whatever, in my brain, sometimes... Okay. uh, uh, Because, of course, uh, Nelly's from St. Louis. Yeah, the Lou. He's from the Lou. He would would come through and play... Oh, God, yeah. He would play Mizzou every once in a while. Um, And one time, Usher was with him. There you go. And they did Hodden here together, which was unbelievable rendition,
1: obviously. It's like... It's like McCartney and Lennon, right no, there. really, really good. <laughs> Getting back together—that would be good. Yeah. Oh, listen, I've, I've been to your campus. I don't know if we mentioned on this show, but there was a comedy club, Deja Vu, Still in there. Columbia. Still there. I played it uh, many years hey, ago. Well, that
0: was the great story you told me. Told me that story where they, they, they brought you in. Oh yeah, they thought. They, oh man, you're, you're like, oh, he's a celebrity. He's not Yeah, be they funny thought, oh, he's a
1: TV guy. Yeah. Uh, it is he's not going to be. You were actually a really funny comic. I'm like, well, <laughs> I was a comic before I gained a little notoriety. But yeah, it was a good club. Oh man, that's fun time. See, we cover all bases. Is here, love it. You're back tomorrow. Back tomorrow. Uh, got a comedian. We got Chris Andrews, and we have the Phil Collins tribute show is playing here this yes. weekend at the hotel. He's going to stop in. I believe his name is Scott, and the best tribute band name ever for Phil Collins is called Still Collins. It's good. It's, it's good. unbelievable. It's really good. Yeah, it's really good. So we're going to do that tomorrow. So full show tomorrow and uh, next week we're going to have uh, Kevin Belenkoff. We'll have all our guys crushing uh, sports. Our uh, bets for the Super Bowl. Uh, Joe D'Amico is going to be back. Hopefully, Mike Simon, Travis Kelsey's agent, will be here. Return of Butch Bradley on Monday. So lots of good guests next week, and hopefully, a lot of great video pieces that we're all filing going out to these events.
0: Yeah, I will. Uh, we'll have a. Li- we'll be tweeting out as people commit to coming on with us. Yeah. Throughout the week, we're hopeful for a few bigger names coming through. Uh, one that excited Frank very much that we can't say at least just yet. Uh, you know who I'm talking
1: is about? A lips not saying anything.
0: Yeah, not saying anything yet. Uh, but we'll have a list throughout the tw- yeah. <laughs> that, it was pretty obvious it was pretty obvious for Frank Nicotero for the whole crew there Jerry good work with your picks Boom. today very good I'm <laughs> Jeff Parles we'll see you again tomorrow 3 o'clock myself Vinny Maliu and Chris Andrews football Friday full packet we'll go through most of it here on Sports by the Book